Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transportation Exchange Podcast presented by Rush Truck Sales of Canada. I'm your host, Jason Cuddy, and on today's episode, we are excited to welcome Preeti and Matt from Thermal King Americas. Preeti and Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. So we wanted to have you on to get us up to speed and a lot of our listeners with regards to electrification as it pertains to refrigerated units on trucks and trailers. And we've talked to, you know, a couple of the OEMs on the, on the power side as far as trucks go, but we haven't had a chance to talk to uh, the suppliers that help keep the refrigerated product nice and cool as far as electrification. So maybe we'd start with uh, kind of an overview of what Thermal King is doing with regards to electrification on uh, units for trucks and trailers. Yeah, we started this journey on electrification uh, over five years ago now and have moved through um, multiple different uh, technology development phases and uh, understanding what the uh, the customer requirements and regulatory environment looks like and have now moved into uh, product development. So um, our focus really here is on, on truck uh, to start with and, and, and Preeti can definitely cover that way better than I can. And then we started um, customer demonstration of our trailer electrification uh, uh, capabilities about a year and a half ago. And we've gone through um, four or five customers now, um, really trying to establish what we can do for trailer electrification, running equipment on battery power, um, understanding what charging and infrastructure looks like. And we can get into those details uh, um, more here as we as we go along. But our, our path really has uh, been following the the needs for electrification uh, all along, looking at component development, uh, trying to determine uh, what what critical um, you know what critical characteristics are are really required for this electrification journey, and then really trying to understand how uh, changing to fully electric operation affects our customers, and trying to understand their operational needs much better. Gotcha, makes sense. Yeah, so I guess. You mentioned that the truck piece is sort of the first to market. Maybe walk us through what what that looks like, uh, you know, for for the average user. What what what's going to be different? Uh, pretty much everything when we talk about electrification. So uh, we are starting with a ground up design on this product, where we take a direct connection to the chassis batteries, and we have a huge focus on efficiency and reliability to help customers meet their ESG targets, as well as their sustainability um, vision to help uh, us as well as them. So efficiency and reliability are the top uh, focus to develop this ground up design. And uh, we add a lot of value when it comes to data. Um, This this unit that we call E1000 comes standard with telematics, um, as well as the ability to change to multiple speeds, which directly affects the capacity. So it's no longer belt and pulley driven two speed controls. It's all uh, controlled by power electronics, which is uh, which gives more flexibility to the customers. Gotcha. So on this E one thousand, I know traditionally on on the internal combustion line, there's different you know segments of product for size and temperature hit. Is this the same thing, or is this kind of because of technology, kind of one device can fit multiple applications? So uh, the latter in the broad sense, because it's no longer driven by the belts or um, uh, physical components, it's more electronic in nature. It's all, uh, uh, you know, it has the smarts built in it to control the capacity or the output that the box uh, temperature need to be maintained at. And um, 
Of course, uh, it, it, we have sized it to our largest diesel offering that we have today to make sure it can be scaled down to help customers with lower energy needs as well. So the variable aspect of it, variable speed aspect of it is definitely very attractive. Gotcha. Well, that, that makes sense because that way, you know, from an 18-footer or 14-footer all the way up to you know, almost a 30-footer, you have the product can meet all the requirements, which is great because everyone's going to be playing with this, but that's going to be the sweet spot, obviously, for, for the uh, for the straight truck applications. So being able to meet the needs of the customers is, is key. Absolutely. Excellent. And then so I know you mentioned the, the trailer side is kind of still to come. It's, it's just being demoed. Is there any kind of high level, uh, you know, conversation we can have as far as, you know, what, what maybe we can expect in down the line with, with the trailer side? Sure. Sure. So, um, you know, we've really been able to, like I said, with these early customer demonstrations, uh, bring in a bunch of data, right? So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're streaming somewhere around a, a one to two gigabytes a day off of these systems while they're running, understanding the performance of all the components, not just the batteries, um, looking both thermally, electrically, um, how the systems interact with our refrigeration unit, and then really understanding the customer operations is key, right? So um, we know that with a really large battery, we can complete a full, you know, a full day's trip. But as we look at com- you know, combining batteries with other technologies for what we call range extension, um, you know, we're looking at things like you know, adding solar, um, electric axle, you know, other technology in the future as it as it uh, as it comes into into being. Um, a lot of these new technologies are, are very early, very early in their in their viability and, and development, right? A lot of them have yet to be proven in the field. So, um, you know, for right now, we're focused on how much energy does the customer need for their operation, making sure that these systems have the same level of reliability and performance and serviceability through our dealer networks that we we perform today. Um, and then helping customers figure out things like, you know, maybe how to tweak their operation to get more efficiency, right? We've we've looked at uh, customer optimization in the past for diesel. Obviously, diesel is expensive, so we try to help our customers uh, um, optimize their uh, their system performance for diesel. But now, when you're when you're bringing a very uh, finite amount of energy with you, and you can't just you know pour kilowatts back in the tank very quickly. Uh, this this gets a little bit more critical. I, we like to tell customers that it's like taking your 50 gallon tank and and shrinking it to seven to 10 gallons, and then budgeting your your daily you know operations with that amount of fuel. So um, helping to to work them through that, and then really focused on infrastructure as well. Or like how how you know, how are we going to plug this in? How are we going to charge it? Uh, where are you going to charge it in your yard? Um, and then do we need to maintain the operation? You know using um, shore power today or the equivalent uh, of charging energy because, you know, unlike the tractors or the power units, the tractors come in from the routes, they get charged, they get put away, waiting to go out the next day. Refrigeration units are running all the time. They might have a little bit of time off, uh, you know, between shifts, but as soon as they get back, they get cleaned, um, they get turned around, they get pre-cooled and put back on the line, right? So um, those units are running, um, you know, Pretty pretty consistently during during a typical uh, uh, customer operational you know procedures. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That you know we've talked with you know some of our customers as as you know trying to onboard or just work through even the demo process of the electric vehicle side, and 
the one thing that always comes up in conversation is, you know, for our side, the product is straightforward. It's the infrastructure. It's getting in front of it. And in all honesty, and this is why we wanted to have you guys on talk about it, because, you know, as people build out for electrification on the truck side, obviously, if they run a refrigerated fleet, whether it be trailers or straight trucks, you know, they're going to have to meet those requirements. And knowing and thinking about the infrastructure required to meet those demands, as you mentioned, it's not just as simple as it, you know, it is with the truck, you got a few more things to consider. So the infrastructure part is, is a key conversation to have, you know, way ahead of time, which, which is an important that we're bringing up now. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think customers that have, have worked with our, our shore power, smart power connections in the past will actually have pretty, you know, pretty, I don't want to say easy, but a, a good view of what that transition looks like. But those customers that haven't had a practice of plugging things in in the past, uh, you know, they can go the shore power route to start with. It, it really can be a key to, you know, eliminating um, your your emissions fairly quickly for for without a, a bunch of new technology investment. Um, and then let's look to say, OK, we're going to put plugs in today. How can we transfer those from shore power operations to maybe a charging you know, infrastructure system? Uh, without having to, you know, maybe rebury and dig up the parking lot again, right? So yeah, no fair. And then on on the truck side itself, for the truck units, um, is there separate charging requirements outside of charging a truck, and it feeds off the truck's main system that that people need to consider? So the way we have optimized our design is to as the battery electric truck is going to be there at the charging location to charge the batteries anyway. So we have moved away from having to add a separate shore power connection to our unit because we want to give the customer the seamless experience of having one set of cables, one set of uh, charging ports to maintain and deal with. And once the truck is charged, um, our unit will will run on its own and does not have a separate plug point because we don't want somebody to leave um without charging the battery electric truck, but having our unit fully charged and functional. Because anyway, we are taking the high voltage DC connection directly from the chassis batteries. So we want to make sure the truck is charged and geared to go. Gotcha. That makes sense. And it's easier, obviously, for the operators, right? It's one plug to think about, not two, which is nice. And it's, you know, it's all tied into systems. So as long as the truck is ready to go, the, the refrigerator unit is is ready to go as well. So that, that definitely helps, especially as we talk about the onboarding. The less things you need to add to the list, the, the better for sure. Exactly. And we are changing uh, immensely the operation behavior and the, and the driver mindset here with electrification. You can no longer leave the back door open and unload for an hour. Uh, we got to be thoughtful about it, introduce air curtains uh, and make sure they are used properly to conserve all the energy. So um, uh, it's it's going to be a learning curve, but we as Thermoking are doing all we can to make sure we advocate for changes in behavior and how to, uh, you know, uh, help with the range. Yeah, that's a good point because it's you have an infinite amount of power that you know you can't just come and top up on the side of the road like you're used to, you know, or or have in yard fueling. So you need to be you know kind of proactive as far as how you plan your your trip and your routes. And obviously the telematics help too, right? Because it helps keep you know the the office in touch with what's going on, so they can probably get in front of something if it looks like it's trending, you know, to a, an area where you're going to run out of power to get the vehicle home uh, because you know someone's been parked for an hour with, with the doors wide open and it's you know extremely hot in the summer kind of thing. Absolutely. 
So from a regulation point of view, um, you know, we're fairly familiar with how it impacts the, the combustion engines and the electrification side of that. What, um, is it similar sort of regulations that, that impact the, uh, the truck units and the trailer units that obviously the electrification piece is trying to work and, and resolve? So I can take that one. It's it's a different impact for truck and trailer is the short answer. But so so the truck's immediate regulation is the ATCM that goes into effect this year, where 15% of the fleet in California that's operational and domiciled need to have uh, zero emissions uh, on their reefer or the refrigeration units. Um, and we are gearing towards that regulation to make sure we have product out there to help customers meet it. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's definitely different than what uh, what, what the truck side is facing. Um, and then obviously part of what's happening to you know make that work is you know rebates and incentives. Obviously, we have some incentives here uh, and rebates in Canada, with again tied more to the to truck itself. Uh, same, I guess, same sort of question is. Are different rebates for the you know the refrigerated unit side, or is it all tied together as kind of one piece in one vehicle? Um, as far as I have seen, there is different rebates available for the chassis to comply, uh, and and grants and intensive uh, incentives co- governing the chassis side of it, or the battery electric truck side of it, and separate ones for the uh, truck refrigeration side of it. And we have a relationship with GNA that gives us a quarterly report on what are the grants and incentives available that we share with our uh, dealers and customers to make sure they are able to take advantage of it. Gotcha. And I guess that's part of, you know, one of the main things is working with someone, you know, like Thermo King on this is, you know, choosing a partner for, you know, this electrification journey, right? You talked about infrastructure and grants, but, you know, maybe walk us through what, what you guys do from, you know, helping to onboard from the demo side to, you know, implementation and, and kind of beyond as far as supporting the customers through this process. So we lean heavily on our dealer network for this, for electrification to become a success. And we have the a very widespread dealer uh, presence to help with uh, the install and the service of these units in the initial phase. And it all starts with uh, making sure our dealers are electrification ready um, uh, to, so to help the customers. And we have our, uh, let's take an example, the core incentive, the clean off the road equipment incentive. Um, E1000 is the only uh, product and E200 are smaller 12-volt offering for zero emissions. These are the two products approved under the core incentive. So all of the dealers in California are now um, able to process uh, requests under that program. And uh, uh, probably it will open again this year um, in in mid-June timeframe to take advantage um, to help with the higher um, initial cost and help offset it by a lot, actually. Um, Yeah, and for for trailer, like I said, on the electrification side, we're very engaged on the demonstration programs. Um, We have a high level of participation and um, very, very active between engineering, our commercial teams, and the customers in um, really walking them through what these programs mean, getting their feedback, and then providing them a significant amount of data uh, for their review at the end of the uh, end of the period. Um, for incentives and programs for trailer, really right now we're focused on working with utilities and other other programs uh, in make ready for infrastructure. So now's the time to to look at uh, shore power 
Um, most of the infrastructure make ready programs from the utilities, at least in California. And I think there's incentives in Canada as well um, to, to start adding those, those plugins for, for the trailers and uh, being able to move into that, um, take that next step towards electrification and then look at what that looks like uh, for your, your charging infrastructure in the future really is what to start looking at for now. And and for the, uh, the trailer units, at least in California, um, you know, moving into the, the requirement for the, the tier four emissions uh, engines, really where there was some variability in the past um, and some, uh, you know, we have Thermal King has our evergreen solutions in the, the S600 and the S610M. Um, now that's, you know, we've been doing that for the last 10 years and now moving into where that is going to be the requirement in, in California. So um, no longer, you know, being able to have a, a lower tier engine with, with add-ons. So um, I think that's, you know, that's kind of the update from the, from the trailer side. Um, we're still waiting to see what, you know, what, what regulations and, uh, um, you know, different, different mandates are going to be for, for trailer operation. And it'll still be probably a couple of years before we see anything written in stone. Uh, they're definitely open to, to listening to customers and OEs at this point on uh, what that might look like, you know, and we think there's, there's, you know, there's opportunities for combination in, in, you know, in a transitional time where there's still going to be an engine involved, um, at least for backup operation. Um, but definitely, you know, trying to determine what that looks like for full electric, uh, you know, zero emissions as as we think that's where where things are going to go. So, gotcha. Yeah, because I know we have you know in Canada, there's obviously a lot of fleets that do run into California uh, in and yep. out. So obviously from from the carb side on, on the power side on the trucks, there's you know we're, we're still waiting announcements on those and kind of what we're looking into. But obviously, twenty seven seems to be the biggest hit as far as how it affects internal combustion engines. So. It's good to get in front of, you know, especially those fleets that are, are running in with, with refrigerated units that recognizing, you know, it's been hard to get equipment for the last couple of years, but so stuff is aging and maybe given where the regulations come and, and how far, you know, how soon they get implemented, you know, some guys could get caught out with equipment that's not going to be compliant, you know, pretty quickly. So it's it's good to know that, you know, you guys are on top of it. And I guess the best way for any of these fleets is, is work through the local Thermal King dealers to, to engage uh, your team in that as far as getting the resources and the assistance needed to get, you know, electrification or at least start to process for, for their fleets. Right. Yeah. And we have a lot of good resources online as well that helps walk you through uh, compliance requirements for both truck and trailer. So um, thermalking.com is a great place to start um, on on. You know, investigating electrification or investigating um, compliance requirements as well. Excellent. Well, I encourage everyone to, to reach out, uh, get informed and, and start planning because it's uh, the planning process is probably the longest part of the process of all this. You know, traditionally equipment is the easy part. So I, I appreciate the uh, the info so everyone can kind of get, get, get in front of it for sure. Excellent. Well, hey, that, I want to thank you guys for coming on and, and sharing the, the story of electrification with Thermoking, the products you guys have coming and the support and the resources you're, you're throwing at it that assist the, uh, the fleets in getting where they need to go. So we thank you for your time. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Excellent. Well, hey, that concludes today's episode. I want to thank Preeti and Matt from Thermoking of Americas for joining us. And to catch up on past episodes, check out transportationexchangepodcast.ca. Until next time, thanks for listening.